Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. Shay, uh, it has been, uh, what a week and a half or so um, for the transfer portal for LSU Recruiting. We are turning ahead into into the last week. As we're recording this, one week away, I believe, from the early signing period beginning. Um, and look, you know, this is that stretch run that everybody in recruiting kind of looks at every year and says, now the fun begins. Looking good for LSU on that fun front. And we're going to talk a lot about that today on the podcast. Uh, Shay, the last couple of days have been incredibly busy on the site. But one busy day we're going to have for sure is tomorrow, Thursday, if you're listening to the podcast, four-star Arlington Martin, cornerback, JV and Toviano, makes his decision. We'll be in attendance. We'll have it live streamed right here on the Bengal Tiger YouTube channel. So be sure to hit that subscribe button to the channel and uh, tune in 12 o'clock Central Time to the Bengal Tiger YouTube channel for JV and Toviano's decision. All right, give them the rundown. Uh, we're not going to be there. Don't lump me into that. You're going to be there because if uh, this goes wrong, this goes south on LSU, they can blame you. You're the one whose uh, fans can blame Billy and Body. He's tracked this one from the start. You've been about as close to Toviano as anyone. It doesn't mean you know anything more than anyone else. Set the stage, though, so people know. He's just doing it in front of school, right? Like friends, teammates. Yeah, so Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Texas, and Texas A&M are the finalists. He is going to make this decision on the final day of the semester, get a chance to share it with his friends, his classmates, teachers, coaches, um, teammates, all those things, uh, and his family as well who will be there. This is the end of a long journey. I uh, It was kind of funny. I'll tell the story, Shay. This is what podcasting is all about, telling some stories. was driving on Sunday to go hunting, and uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to cold call Javian. I'm just going to just give him a shout, see how things are going. Last time we had spoken, we talked about, you know, hey, when time comes, we'd love to you know, live stream it or, or, you know, announce through us. However you want to do it, we'll do it. So I said, now's the time to give him a cold call. He picked up. I was shocked. I mean, this is outside of a one word or one or two word loved it after the Bama game visit. He does not return texts. He doesn't really take calls. Um, so I was shocked and um, invited us to uh, check out his uh, ceremony on Thursday. And so we're going to do just that. This is going to be the end of a long road, though. And he told me that he's kind of milked it as long as he can. And now he wants to share it with his with his schoolmates, his classmates and, and everybody at Martin uh, High School. So that is why he picked the date. Uh, December 15th to make this decision uh, and for LSU it could mean good news on the way all right so let's break it down for those wondering Toviano is being recruited to LSU as a corner but he's ranked as a safety regardless one of the best defensive backs out there and certainly 
one of the best still available. We'll talk about a couple more here uh, in a minute on the podcast. But the most recent recruiting event he went to was the Bayou Splash at LSU, which was at the beginning of August, end of July. The only games he went to on campuses were at LSU. He rushed the field for the Bama game. Everyone saw that video of him and his family uh, watching the final play, and then he runs down and, and rushes the field with all the fans. He no-showed Texas once for the biggest recruiting weekend that they had. What else am I missing here? He never shared a single post about an in-home visit other than Brian Kelly being there. Robert Steeples, the corners coach, is back, was with Kelly last week, is back there again in home the night before he announces. So he's bringing in an LSU coach the night before he announces. Where where are we missing it? If it's as someone high up at LSU, I was told, I didn't hear this from that person, but was talking to people around the building and said, the read on it, not what they said, I this person was reacting the same way we all do. If he's not choosing LSU, this is the biggest mystery, all of a sudden pops for a new school that we've seen. And it has nothing to do with him being like, LSU's my leader, any of that. He's never said anything. It's just that everything he does is LSU related. So Sam Spiegelman and I spoke on Sunday and Sam spoke to as good of a source as it gets on, on JV and Toviano's recruitment. And there have been other visits this fall. Well, he now nah, have there. Well, I don't know. Can't confirm. He didn't. He didn't post pictures. He has certainly kept it close to the vest. And this is maybe where the intrigue comes up. And we'll we'll hear from JV and Toviano on Thursday after his decision. Like I said, we'll be there, and it'll be interesting to see if it was intrigue or not. And I'll ask him either way it goes um, to kind of see, um, you know, hey, heard about this. Was this true? Was this not? And and we'll hear about it in the behind the scenes. If he doesn't pick LSU, it's going to be one of those behind the scenes stories that we're really going to have to dig in and share on because that's, um, you know, it, it would just be one of the wildest ones. So want to get you guys the background on it. But allegedly he has been to Texas A&M. He has been to Texas. He has even been to Baylor, quietly making those visits, supposedly, according to the source. Um, and so if all that is true, then it makes it certainly a little bit more interesting. But what it boils down to, though, for me is he should commit to LSU on Thursday. That is still kind of the way you read this recruitment. Um, and, and talking with sources, you, you got to feel that kind of similar vibe. The only school I think I kind of sit there and say, okay, all right, if he doesn't end up at LSU, where does he go? It's probably Texas. Um, I would say that would be the one. It was the school that he was closest to setting a, another, a, an official visit with um, would be Texas. He was close to setting that one for the TCU game. He said he they got on it too late, which again, kind of, if again, reading tea leaves, if you're that interested you would have planned and, and kind of done it a little bit more proactively um, during football season or not for JV, and it, it was during. Uh, but that's the only school I would say that I'm kind of monitoring at this stage to land him. Um, even sources on Texas A&M side call it an LSU-Texas battle 
uh, and that A&M just really hasn't heard from him much lately. So LSU-Texas battle. I'm going to go ahead and put my pick on the podcast in. I spoke with Javion on Sunday um, and said I'm not going to put a pick in um, and and kind of, you know, that's what I told him. So I kind of held out hope that he would give that's, me a yeah, that's That's Billy's way of hoping that he'll tell him what he's doing. And Yes, I love – my goal is to get a pre-write before – he walks up there to go do it. If I don't put a pick in, I'm keeping my word. So maybe Thursday morning we okay. get a pre-write. I don't know. Only Javian knows we'll, if he'll give me a pre-write. We'll dig on this tonight more. But we typically when Texas is going to pop a kid, their media doesn't get caught off guard by it. And nobody even on the Texas side is saying like, watch out, man. Like they've been keeping this quiet. They're going to pop it. Like, it would be a big shock if it weren't LSU just because of his actions, everything we know. I, I agree. And I'll wrap up with this. I, I agree with that sentiment on Texas. I will say LSU sources have been very careful as well with JV and Toviano because of how close they want to play it to the vest. So I'll add that might be a caveat for other schools too, in terms of how they kind of approach it. I mean, hell Georgia even ended up in his top five and said, he said, Fran Brown hasn't let up. I mean, I, I was surprised to see them make the final five. So um, it's going to be an interesting one, or it could just be a very natural commitment to LSU on Thursday. I think it's going to be a commitment to LSU on Thursday. All right. Moving on. Recap, recap the weekend? Yes. We look ahead to the next one? Big weekend on campus uh, in Baton Rouge. Uh, a few commitments and a pair of top targets for the Tigers took official visits this past weekend. We caught up with a couple of them. Caleb Jackson, the four-star running back, uh, commitment was on campus, along with two of his offensive linemen. Newly minted on, on three consensus five-star offensive linemen, Lance Hurd. Uh, another site gave him a bump. He's now an on three consensus five-star. Tyree Adams, uh, the four-star out of St. Aug in New Orleans. And then they had Dylan Carpenter, uh, the 6'4", 245-pound edge, and then Ashton Stamps. Six foot, 175 pound safety was on campus out of the commitments. And then they had four star tight end Camorian Pimpton uh, out of North Crowley, Texas, a Vanderbilt commitment. He did make his way down to Baton Rouge. We'll talk about him in a second. And then they also had Jackson McGohan, three star tight end out of Miamisburg, Ohio, uh, who did in fact commit to LSU on that Sunday before he left uh, and announced his commitment Tuesday night to the Tigers. Where do you want to start, Shay? Well, the four commitments that went into the weekend, the four Louisiana guys are all locked in. They're not visiting anywhere else this weekend. They had not visited anywhere else previously. Tyree Adams had talked about it. He shut things down. So that's great. All of your in-state commitments are locked in. They're ready to go. The day that those guys showed up to campus, Cole Taylor, a junior tight end, entered the portal. So your two uncommitted guys show up and they have one scholarship tight end on roster, Mason Taylor, who obviously started this year, but Mike Denbrock, Brian Kelly, they want to run an offense that is rooted or at least will feature 12 personnel. They'll play multiple tight ends. Well, you can only do that if you have multiple tight ends on the roster, let alone guys that you trust to be out there. They had to have to and had to start adding to that room McGohan is a big addition. We'll update his height and weight on there, but he's in the 230s is what we were told uh, that he checked in at when he got to campus. That's good because by the time he gets through summer workouts and all that, he'll be at a good playing weight for uh, his freshman year to try to get him out there. But 
man, Billy, you've seen Pimpton in person. Um, maybe the best wide receiver tight end type in this class in terms of just catch radius, six foot six type guy, unbelievable athlete. Everyone who saw him this weekend uh, at LSU just said he looked like a guy who could step in right away and start playing. And that would be a massive weapon. And I said this earlier, even with Hurd and Womack and Shelton Sampson, if you got a guy like Pimpton, he fits into my top of the group of guys who could play right away next year, just because of both his talent and then the need at the position. So I know people hear this and say, LSU can't flip a Vandy commit. We'll see. Um, but a lot of schools have tried to flip him quietly getting into the game. Um, and he sort of just said, no, no, no. Finally says, yes, I'll visit LSU. Got the visit in with his family, mom and dad, his sister, who plays a big role in his recruitment was there. So all the decision makers you wanted uh, were in attendance. Now we're kind of in that dust settles. What is he going to do? Texas came in with a late offer. Does he sign next week, which we presume to be the case? Um, we're watching it. That could be one that all of a sudden lands in the class. You know, over the next seven days, you find a way to either pop him then or flip him on signing day. We're going to keep our ears to the ground. But I do think McGohan Huge addition. He was really productive as a senior. But, boy, if they could somehow find a way to add Pimpton, that would be a really big boost for the tight end room. And if they don't, and you've got McGohan and Mac Markway and then Mason Taylor on roster, I actually think that they'll try to take one more out of the portal. So um, Pimpton or portal, that's my guess here the rest of the way at tight end. Yeah, I, I like what I've seen from Jackson McGohan uh, on tape. Uh, really, you know, finding out that he was all of 6'3", into that 6'4"-ish range, uh, 235. And then you factor in some of the contested balls he's caught. So he's got good ball skills. Um, again, production was right there, uh, you know, close to the 1,000-yard mark, I think. The competition isn't uh, what Pimpton faced this year in Texas at the, at the highest classification, but uh, still a very, very good season. You, you see why Mike Denbrock recruited him at Cincinnati and why he picked it up. Uh, late in the process here for LSU as well. He's done a terrific job uh, evaluating tight ends, and Cincinnati's done a good job recruiting them as well and developing them. So um, I like what Jackson Gohan brings to the table a lot. He's excited to be at LSU. Uh, we spoke with him on, on Sunday before his commitment and uh, kind of locked in that, that commitment story that we had on the site. And he was just so impressed by the people around the program, um, the vibe he got in Baton Rouge, uh, and also just kind of Mike Denbrock. I mean, he just, and, and if you've ever met Mike Denbrock, he's very much a, a, one of those coaches that you like to grab a beer with. Uh, that's just kind of the, the only way I can describe it. I mean, he's just comes off very natural. Doesn't, uh, you know, fake it at all. Uh, he is who he is and, um, you know, he's his position coach as well. So that really helped a lot, um, with Jackson McGohan. He knows how much they want to use the tight ends and get them involved. And then on Pimpton's side of things, this one's going to be interesting because, like you said, Vanderbilt did a good job evaluating him. They had an, him in for an official visit all the way back the second weekend in June. They get him to commit at the end of July. LSU offers, I believe, in October, about halfway through his senior year. He is just a monster. I saw him in person play against Prosper. To give you an idea of how good Prosper was this year, they were undefeated and then got beat 41 to nothing by Duncanville over the weekend in the state semifinals. So that was kind of the, the competition level he was facing. And North Crowley lost to undefeated. It was a pair of undefeated teams 
uh, battling it out earlier in the playoffs. Uh, and he was very productive, had two big catches, had a two-point conversion grab. Uh, I mean, when you look at him, I think the comp, Shay, honestly, is is kind of like a either a just a little bit shorter Stephon Sullivan or a little bit more filled out D Anderson. Uh, that is kind of my comp range for him. I mean, he has all the athleticism and that catch radius is off the charts. Um, I, I think when you get him into a weight room and pack on some more weight to him even more, he'll be more physical in the blocking uh, aspect of his game. Uh, he's still kind of learning, I think, how to block. Um, it just hasn't been necessarily a part of his game until this year. He transferred into North Crowley before this season. And I see somebody that just needs to refine that, get a little bit lower. I mean, he's 6'6". He's all of 6'6". So it's a little difficult sometimes for him being as long as he is. But look, he is a really high-end prospect who had a terrific senior season. LSU's pushing. Uh, he keeps things pretty quiet. Uh, but I would say LSU's got a chance here to flip him. Uh, but doesn't sound like he's going to visit Texas this weekend. Ohio State is trying to get him on campus. He could very well just end up signing quietly with Vanderbilt and sticking with that class. Yeah, well, I'll say this. Well, if Vanderbilt holds on to it, it doesn't matter. If they don't, the worst thing that ever happened was that he transferred to North Crowley and got onto a team that was undefeated and could throw him the football a bunch, and his stats just went through the roof, and everybody started to notice, uh, obviously coming out of Texas, high A ball. So big-time player there. Um, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know people are asking. We mentioned the portal with maybe another tight end. We do have the Portal podcast, which we record on Fridays. So we will not. I know people want to hear about Aaron Anderson, Denver Harris, everyone thereafter in the Portal. They've got uh, a defensive lineman coming in this weekend already locked in for uh, an official visit. Uh, you can catch all that. We've actually all got all the updates on the site already. So uh, check it out on the Bengal Tiger or be back for Friday's transfer pod, uh, Portal pod. But let's look ahead here, Billy. The day after Toviano commits, Thursday, Friday, Desmond Ricks and Isaac Smith get to campus. Those three are the probably three of the highest uncom ranked uncommitted DBs out there. And LSU's going to have all three of them on campus back, you know, together, Isaac Smith and Ricks for official visits. But excuse me, they'll have Toviano announced and then they'll have two of them on campus. So big stretch coming up for DBs. Um, there are other LSU commits, Shelton Sampson, the rest of the commits that have not taken official visits will be on campus as well. So that helps kind of recruiting those guys, put them along alongside some of the commitments. Let's start. Let's start with Isaac Smith. Let's finish with Desmond Ricks. Cause he's what everybody talks about. I always thought honestly that it was going to be Mississippi state or LSU for Isaac Smith. And obviously state with the passing of Mike Leach is going through all kinds of stuff right now. And our thoughts and prayers with them. Um, but we've seen it. Recruiting has to move on. Teams moving on right now. Uh, they've been hosting kids. They, Ray Darius Jones, an LSU player, committed to uh, Mississippi State a couple of days ago. Kamari really, was committed before the podcast. One-time LSU commit. That's right. I saw that. Um, so they got a couple 
former LSU players commits playing corner for him now. Um, but the beat goes on, obviously, for State. They'll try to figure out how to close things out here. I just get the feeling with Isaac Smith, who's a safety out of Itawamba, that as tough as it is to get Mississippi kids, he's had some sort of affinity for LSU, and he's been around, he's made visits, and he gives LSU the very last visit, and I think that's key. I don't have a pick in, but I'm watching this one in a big way. Like I totally could see him ending up in the class and he'll be on campus Friday to Sunday. And then, you know, LSU will try to keep him as late as possible on Sunday as well uh, to avoid him, you know, even swinging through state one more time when it's, I think the quiet period start is that yeah. So Sunday is a quiet period. I mean, you can only see a kid in person if he's on your campus. Yep. So They'll try to hold him off, hold him off, and and send you him can home. De- late. You can tell Billy comes from the SMU Pony Express days that he knew that that would take the kids stopping by campus on a Sunday to actually make it work. So, well, you you can either go the SMU way, which is you just you know obviously dish out some of that those uh you know car payments and and all sorts of things, or you can go the Auburn way and you can take him to the hunting camp until signing day. Um, that's always the the good rumor out of Auburn. So, look. Uh, this is still it's recruiting. You want to have them on campus as long as you can possibly have them on campus. I mean, and that works in the summer, too. I mean, colleges will try to have kids stop by and all right. Uh, yeah, camp with us and then hang out some more and take some photos and let's go have dinner and let's do this and that. All so that they don't end up making it to that next school that's on their you know gamut of, of visits over the course of a summer. Um and Isaac Smith is is worth you know going all out for. I mean, this is a safety room that uh, you know loses Jay Ward. Um, they they still have some question marks. You know, how is Matthew Langlaw going to respond from his knee injury? Uh, how is uh, Sage Ryan's development going to go? They need to address this position with one more um, defensive back out of the safety group. And you know, I just saw Ryan Yates. Geyer fell to uh, DeSoto over the weekend in the state semifinals. Um, and Ryan Yates had to play a lot of corner. And, and I'll piece together some of the clips for you guys uh, on the site. But he played corner. It was a rough go. He's not necessarily perfect in coverage on an island. That's why he plays safety. He was much better when they moved him into the box. Physically, he's ready to go. But you want another option, I think, in there as well. You have Michael Doherty, who's going to play nickel. Um and they have Colin Jackson, who's a kind of a big, strong safety, kind of a box safety. So adding another option that can cover and run, I think, is a smart move at safety. And that is what makes Isaac Smith such a priority for Kerry Cooks, who's done a really good job recruiting him. You know, it's not easy. Like you said, going up against those Mississippi State State and, and, and Ole Miss, it's not easy. Um, but I, I agree with you. I'm not ready to call it to LSU. But he was a Louisiana bootlegger. I think that's important to note as well. So he's played with a lot of uh, Louisiana kids. But look, I, I think I think they they get the last official visit, and I think that's very very you know calculated on on Smith's part. Sometimes when kids leave, you know, the state from an in-state program that generally pushes a lot of pressure on a kid, they'll give that school they're leaving to the last official visit it, it doesn't always work out with last official visits in general we saw that kind of how it went over the summer with lsu gaining a commit here commit there off of you know guys that went and took visits elsewhere but when it comes to right before signing period i think it's very important uh, that lsu gets them on campus i just want to say too uh 
thoughts and prayers are with everybody in Starkville, uh, Leach family, friends. Um, had a couple chances to meet uh, Mike Leach. Um, I played for Hal Mummy for for a cup of coffee, uh, and he spoke so highly of him as well. And um, the first walk on paperwork I ever filled out was for Texas Tech after watching uh, Graham Harrell throw that touchdown pass to Michael Crabtree back in the day to beat Texas. So I've always been a Mike Leach. Just I love everything about the man. So uh, thoughts and prayers are with him, and and uh, just so sad. But like you said, um, recruiting goes on, and and Zach Arnett. Our, and uh, that staff are going to try to close out Isaac Smith, just like LSU is going to try to close him out. But the bigger fish, in a way, on campus is certainly uh, Desmond Ricks coming in on Friday. I just got off the phone to the source before we recorded this podcast, Shay. And Ooh, breaking news, breaking news, saving it for the end of the pod, making them listen. And and I will say, I'm I'm continuing to hear good things even post Florida and post Alabama visit. And I, and I think there's, there's aspects of this that I'll definitely hold for the behind the scenes, however way this goes. So be sure to, you know, obviously stick around for that podcast after um, decision day. And, and of course, tidbits on the board, but there are some aspects of this recruitment that LSU definitely has playing in its favor. That when you look back at it, if he goes to LSU, you can point to and say, that pushed them over the top or that pitch didn't work elsewhere or what have you. Desmond Ricks and his family are a little different in how they're approaching this. This is a, an entire kind of, I think, situation that they're trying to look at. They know that he is one of the best corners in the country. They know that he should be a three-year player. He should be on campus for three years and be out the door. And, they know to do that. You got to play right away. They've got some really, 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 really good relationships at LSU that I think are helping them in a big way. NIL appears to be in a good spot. Uh, there's been no panic on that side from LSU as far as um, having things that still need to be lined up um, to, to to land Desmond Ricks. So things appear to be in place. We'll, it's kind of one of those things. You always kind of monitor it right till the end. Um, with with these types of recruitments. But um, if everything comes together, uh, I still feel very, very good that it'd be LSU in the end after after that conversation with the source. I mean, I think I look at it as here a few different ways. One, LSU has no corners left from the Ed Orgeron, Corey Raymond era. They only have two corners on roster that are coming back. Uh, well, three, seven banks who was hurt all year, but LaTerrence Welsh and, and uh, Jalen Davis Robinson were both true freshmen that didn't obviously play a lot beyond special teams. There's nothing proven. So you've already got that pitch. And then I look at the reality that, Billy, if you reclassify and then you put the three schools that you're looking at as back to back to back official visits right before signing day, and he reclassified, meaning he went from being a junior into the senior class just a couple months ago that all of this was always going to come down to these final three weekends and how the visit in Gainesville, how the visit in Tuscaloosa, how the visit in Baton Rouge went, those visits are done. And I'm certain Bama made a big pitch and push for them. Same for Florida. It was always going to come down in my mind to 
if LSU gets them, it's because of work that they not only did the whole time, but what they were able to do this final weekend in terms of making sure they closed out. I mean, people talk about closing at signing day, closing on uncommitted guys, closing on top targets. He fits into that kind of file for you. So I don't have any new info to share here, like where I'm leaning, how confident I am. I thought that going into the three visits, I did believe that LSU probably had a little slight lead. Now I think it's LSU's turn to make good on that. And it was always going to come down to this weekend. And I think the only news people need to wait for is when he gets done with this weekend and the dust settles and you start to get a feel for how all three staffs feel going into signing day, which he announces next Thursday. Yeah, I, I think that's that's key. And and look, I mean, this is one of those recruitments that you I think all the three schools are the finalists because they've done a great job recruiting and they all have good relationships. Um, and he can see them himself playing early for the most part. I, I think as you get down into the finer details, he can see certain spots that are better for him to play early or he has a better relationship here or there. And how do you weigh that against NIL and the best situation for you and your family? That's when the decision-making can be a little difficult, but LSU having that last visit, I think, I think is key in this case. And if everything comes together that I'm hearing, it's, it's going to be okay. I would say, and I, I would expect LSU to win out if on Monday morning or whenever they get back from their visit, start hearing things that are kind of a little shaky, then I think that's going to throw up some red flags. Obviously there could be a little ebbs and flows in the final 72 hours once he's back home in Virginia before making his decision. But I spoke with a source today that still felt like off of these two visits, LSU had the lead. All right. I got nothing else. <sighs> wow. All right. So this is going to be a huge weekend for LSU. More official visitors hitting campus. Uh, quickly, the, the uh, official visitors that will be out of the 2023 LSU class, uh, Christian uh, Brathwaite, Kai Prion, and Ricky Collins, Shelton Sampson, uh, making their way uh, to campus for those official visits. So we'll try to get recaps with all these guys. Um, last time we saw Shelton, he was kind of done with talking about recruiting. So maybe he'll talk to us now that this is kind of that celebration to the end of his recruiting days. Um, and he'll be uh, signing with the Tigers. Uh, during the early signing period. That early signing period begins December 21st and runs until December 23rd. I know you guys have heard us reference the 22nd with Desmond Ricks, his decision date, as well as four-star defensive lineman Jordan Hall. Uh, Jamar Kane and Brian Kelly went in home with him on Tuesday, so we had that update for you guys. Trying to dig around and get a feel uh, for where things stand there, I would say that Georgia had a lot of the momentum uh, coming off the final official visit before he makes his decision on December 22nd. So lots more to track on the recruiting front. How does LSU fish, finish on the defensive line? Who ends up signing late? Uh, we know that Dalen Austin is going to sign late. He's going to Louisville this weekend for his official visit. He tweeted out a graphic with Oregon uh, just a couple days ago. So that one could get wild and uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, but look, LSU has an opportunity to really close strong during this early signing period. Um, we'll obviously talk next week uh, on the pod. I think we're going to have to shift around our schedule based on the early signing period a little bit uh, on the podcast front. But 
you know, this is still an opportunity for Brian Kelly to close strong and to pretty much silence any sort of haters that, you know, might have questioned this or that about him. If he closes with some of the top prospects they've got still on their board in the early signing period, um, whether you keep Dalen Austin in the in the February period or if you land Nicholas Harbor, it honest, honestly doesn't matter to me. That would prove uh, that he is here to play with the big boys and and win big both, you know, on the recruiting trail and, you know, beating Alabama this year on, on the field, uh, doing it on and off the field. I'm ready. Lock in. One week to go. One week to go. So subscribe to the Bengal Tiger for $1 for an entire year. Get the free Founders Club hat. Had a few people lock in on the board today. Order their hat. Shay's got it on now. Yep. Styling, profiling, and it's time to uh, get locked in for the early signing period. So don't miss out. Subscribe today. Closing in on that 4,000 subscriber mark. Hit the subscribe button to the YouTube channel as well. We appreciate all you guys who have listened. We'll be back later this week with another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. This time, the Transfer Portal edition. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.